Welcome back to the With Joey B podcast. Um, today I wanted to read a, a section because uh, from the book 18 and Lost So Are We that's coming out soon because uh, it was particularly relevant um, for today's theme, which was the orchestra. And uh, this book, which uh, got, I guess, the journeys of around eight people, just as a starting point, obviously, and show that there's no perfect path after you leave uh, school or, or high school, whatever it is. And uh, I guess my own story, which I've told in little bits and bursts um, through the podcast sometimes, but it is also consolidated in this book. Uh, when I was writing my own chapter, <coughs> was wrapped around the idea of the orchestra that you play for in life. So I'll read, I'll read a section um, from this. We can talk about it a bit after. Um, but I was writing about, first of all, in the orchestra, the conductor. I am the conductor. It's intimidating because a lot of people are watching me. But the worst mistake I can make is giving someone else my conductor's baton. I can't make music on my own. I need musicians, but I must be in control and find the right musicians. The music must be mine. The musicians. The right musicians are happy to play a part in my symphony and be a small part of my life. It is not for the musicians to decide the music. They can offer suggestions or advice, but in a way, as I often say, all advice is bad advice. This is because no one is me. They can't know the music I want to make. You can instruct the musicians, but you can never fully control them. They're people. But you can source the instruments, and the right instruments bring the right musicians. The audience. The audience offers plenty of bad advice. Each one shouts out what they want us to play, and because of that, it's all noise. Some want rock, some want R&B, and some want opera. If we listen to the audience, we'll only create noise, and that won't please anyone, especially the audience. As we gain more confidence and boldness to play the music we want to play, the music that comes from us, we worry less about looking mad to the audience. We spend less time listening to them and looking towards them. Now I turn around and play with my back to them. If they want to take a seat and experience your music, my music, they are welcome to buy a ticket. But they don't get to decide the set list. I do. This is your true audience, what I call your audience of none. It is the audience you perform for where the only applause you hear at the end is your own. If you don't play your music, others will fill you with noise. This book is just a one key note, one pluck of a string, one crash of cymbals. When you put it down, you'll still find yourself on the same stage with the same musicians in front of the same audience, and they're likely to be there for a while. No single book can create your music for you or teach you how to live. You must develop your own courage and confidence, your own ability to listen to the music that comes from within, and it's not an easy skill to learn. Those who hear not the music think the dancers are mad. But maybe you're used to laughing at mad people as opposed to being the one who's laughed at. What if your music looks mad to everyone else? What if you are the only one they laugh at? Do you have enough trust in yourself to continue playing? You'd better have that trust, because if you don't, others will fill you with noise. As I've learned how to live, I've started connecting with the voice inside. Neither the audience nor the musicians decide the music. I do. What are my instruments and frameworks for living, and what do they have in common? 
The minimum viable lifestyle is a tool to determine what level of income I need and how my time must be spent independent of the expectations of others. Without the box thinking is a pattern of thinking I developed for myself to think clearly without the assumptions put forward by others. The thousand doors is a metaphor I use to carve a non-linear path through life that is independent of the paths of those who have gone before me. It reminds me to stand on the shoulders of giants rather than trail in their shadows. Identifying my audience of none helps me find my own interests worth pursuing out in the world, things that don't require the validation of others. Astro the dog helps me stand at arm's length from my innate reactions, impulses and feelings, allowing me to distance myself and confirming that I can be objectively that I can objectively stand apart from someone of of my own thoughts. And I guess I'll leave it there. But that's a snippet from my chapter and our book 18 and Lost, so are we. And uh, I guess the book was a fascinating journey um, for me and I, I do hope you check it out it should be available on Amazon you can probably see details on my website as well at this point in time um, but this book was a very fascinating journey for me and it was the first time I realized what a lot of the tools I'd been cultivating the tools I use I've used in the podcast the tools I've used to think about things for myself and set my values for things the first time I realized what they all had in common is that they all reversed mistakes I'd made in life of listening to others and gaining all my expectations and values from others and actually being able to set them for myself. So when I know, for example, Minimum Viable Lifestyle episodes one to three of the podcast, when I know what the least income I need to have a really good life is and what, how I'd want to actually spend most of my time, even if I was on a very low income, uh, which I am, uh, it's uh, it, it gives me much more clarity around how I can re then reject, say, a salary 10 times that much because that would actually probably make my life worse. Uh, the salary on its own might, might appeal to most people, but my standards are not determined by what most other people think. They're largely de determined by what I think, um, you know, by, I guess, consulting or viewing the standards of others. So to bring it back to the the metaphor uh, of the orchestra, so in case it was a bit confusing and it wasn't clear. I start the chapter by saying, in life, you kind of start, you're just dropped as a conductor in front of this orchestra um, and also in front of an audience. And the audience are all shouting different things. So everyone wants you to play something different. So the problem with listening to the audience, in other words, our culture, our mob, if that comprises of... Um, peers and whatnot, but probably the people in, in the culture, our immediate cultural surrounds, you know, they'll all want us to do something different. So if you're trying to listen to them to figure out what you do, you'll always be changing, right? And you'll only produce noise because if you're listening to the audience, you only create noise. If they knew how to great, make great music, they'd be the ones on stage. But then also you've got the, those people with you in, in your orchestra. So the people who are actually in your life, friends, family colleagues, co-workers, whatever the, the, whatever the, um, the breakdown is. And, you know, without you, you can't, without you stringing them along and giving them the role you want them to play in your life, if you've just given them all free scope, it'll still be noise too. Because the violinist will just play lots of violin, the pianist will just play lots of piano, and there won't be any, uh, 
well, there won't be any, I was going to say symphony, but there won't be any consensus amongst them, right? There won't be any coordination. It'll just be noise. Now, all these things can be gifts, but they must be led by the conductor. The problem is we're born and we don't know how to live. All right, we live in a complex world, so we don't have the default. Uh, a, um, a, a dog, for example, has all the instincts it needs to live its life when it's born, so to speak. It doesn't have to learn too much of them, but we, we, we live in a complex world. So we need to learn how to become a conductor through the course of our own life. But we're born on stage. So it's natural to first crave the approval of the audience soon or the crowd. Soon we realize it's not feasible. Yeah, so in, in my chapter as well um, for that book, I also reflected on being feeling like the invisible man, which is definitely something. It was a, it was a, it was a script for a, when I was interested in films and I'd write about things in terms of movie scripts and i had this script uh, a film idea called the invisible man about this boy who was living in plain sight but no one could see him and i wrote i wrote obviously wrote that because when i was a teenager that was very often how i felt i felt like i was a suffering in plain sight but it was all happening beneath the surface a lot of the time with i think i guess loneliness and uh you know feeling like i was different so different to everyone that I didn't quite belong and uh, it's really it's interesting to see how this whole misappropriation and misuse of the orchestra of life creates a sense of loneliness because you feel like you feel like you're doing everything you should be doing you feel like you have everything you should have in reality you don't because you've just been doing what it, what the what the crowd told you to do, and you wonder why it feels conflict. And that conflict, for me, in this metaphor, is the noise. Whereas the music, if it's going to be music, it has to come from you. Conductor can't create music any other way. So that's the uh, that's the orchestra. So I guess the question for you is in with this metaphor of the orchestra, you're the conductor. You can't shirk that role. You can't pass up that responsibility. You can only drop, yeah, drop, uh, drop the ball, so to speak, and create noise. So, which voices do you listen to, and how much do you listen to them? And in your life, are you creating music or noise? Is it harmonious? Or is it all over the place? Is it jumpy? Is it erratic? Often that might be, and it might be hard to identify this, but if you trace the things you want back to a particular point in time and you do it honestly, you might find that these ideas are seeded from others. So reflect on that today. Which voices have you been listening to? And is your life creating music or noise? Because if you want to create music, you've got to play it from within. You can't listen to the audience. This has been the With Joe Eby podcast. Thank you for joining us again. Don't forget to check out the book, 18 and Lost, So Were We. And uh, remember, as always, that the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others.